Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where it's all about, you guessed it, grant writing and funding made easy so you can increase capacity, grow funding, and advance your nonprofit or freelance mission. Now, let's hand it over to your host, grants expert and author Holly Rustic, so you can increase your funding and drive impact. Hello, Holly Rustic here with Grant Writing and Funding, and I'm super excited to talk to you today about my 46 tips for grant writing. So you are absolutely going to love this. Um, It's going to be a little checklist for you uh, just when you get stuck and just some great, great golden nuggets for you. And also this, why 46? Well, guess who's turning 46? Ah. (laughs) So it's my birthday uh, present to you. And if you want to find out more about my birthday stuff and other things going on, please do jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com in the link below as I have a ton of stuff going on, free resources for grant writing and so much more. So definitely check that out. All right, so let's go ahead and look at my 46 tips. Number one, be concise. All right, so when you're writing grants, you need to be concise with your language. That means get to the point. Don't have super long sentences, right? Even if you have like 50 pages you can fill up, you can still be concise with what your goal is, what your problem is, and so much more. So be succinct, be concise. Number two, this kind of piggybacks on number one. Explain it with simplicity, all right? So really think about what is the issue? How am I going to solve it? When you keep those two things in, in hand, what's the problem? How am I going to solve it? If you can show that, you can show a lot. So be simple with what you're writing. Don't try to write it super academic writing that doesn't make any sense. And, you know, only people with a certain degree can understand what you're saying. Be simple. Number three, work on your budget before you write your narrative. Ah, all right. So first off, figure out what your problem is, what your goals are, your objectives, the timeline, so all the things you need to do, and then think about how that budget fits into that. Then you can write out all of everything else. But first get that done, otherwise you're going to have to rewrite your budget again and again and again. Number four, have SMART objectives, and that stands for specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound. Make sure your objectives are SMART. So if your objective is to solve world hunger, does that fit every element of being SMART? Specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound? No, it doesn't. Your objective could be, by the end of the year, we're going to provide 250 meals to senior citizens living in poverty in a certain geographic area. Now that could be more smart then, right? Than just to solve world hunger. Like we have to break it down, it has to be smart. Number five, your goal should change a behavior or a situation, right? So you have to have some kind of change at the end. Your objective then is to serve 250 meals to senior citizens uh, living in New York City area and your goal could be to improve food security for senior citizens in New York City. Number six, write to the criteria and the criteria of the funding opportunity announcement. That is that grant application. You need to read the directions and then write to that. Answer the questions. So many times I see grant writers kind of just coming in and writing anything they want and they don't look at what the criteria is on what the funding sources are actually asking for. Make sure you write to the criteria. Number seven, this is a fun one, have Skittles nearby. 
Number eight, make sure it's money that you want and you can handle. All right, sometimes people just write grants, their eyes get the dollar signs in them, and they just see the money, and then they start, they create a program to fit that priority, but that program might be mission drifting. All right, so make sure if you want that money, it is actually going to solve a problem that you're already doing, um, and that's within your mission, and that you can actually handle the amount coming in, because what if you have to get reimbursements and you don't have the cash flow up front? Number nine, make sure it's an organization, that funding source, that you want to have a relationship with. What if you're getting money from someplace, a funding source, that has completely different values in your nonprofit? That could backfire. Number 10, this is a great one. Ask for feedback before you submit the grant. So contact that program officer at the funding source and say, hey, we're thinking about submitting a grant and it's about this program to solve food security issues for senior citizens in New York City. Is that something you guys would fund? So before you even go through the process of writing the grant, get behind the scenes and contact them and kind of rehash out your program with them because they actually might give you a better idea. They might say, well, you know what? We don't actually do meals, but we do these other programs. So you want to get that before you spend hours and hours and hours writing grants. Number 11, showcase your need with statistics and relevant data. Not just emotional language, oh, it's so sad, right? No, you have to showcase there's this many senior citizens living in New York City that do not have food or struggle with paying their rent, da 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 Use statistics. Number 12, this kind of follows up with one earlier. Make sure you're not chasing the money. You just see those dollar signs, you know, and you just kind of say, oh, we're going to apply for that grant because it's so much money that can come in the door. That money could backfire because a lot of times grants are not unrestricted funding. They actually restrict you to spend it on that program. So you may be developing an entire program that you never even would have done because you have that grant money. Now what's happening? Everybody's focused on that program, right? And you're not actually focused on your mission. Number 13, is the grant a high enough return on your investment for your time? All right, so I've seen a lot of foundation grants. They may be $2,500, $5,000, However, they have 10 pages long. You have to submit all these letters of support. You have to do all of this work. When it gets awarded, you have to do all of this kind of reporting. That might not actually be enough money for the amount of time investment that you have going into it. So be sure you do look at that. Number 14, a great one. Have you asked your beneficiaries if they even want the program that you're going to be writing the grant for? Make sure you do your research first internally. Number 15, we kind of touched on this again, but this is an easy one. Does the program align with your mission statement? Pull out that mission statement, look at the program you're developing for your, this grant and say, does this match? Either it does, that's awesome, or it doesn't. And I'm not saying necessarily you have to just nix it if it doesn't match your mission statement. Maybe your mission statement actually needs to be updated then if this program is exactly what you feel like you need to reach your vision. Number 16, make sure you meet the requirements of the grant application. And what I mean by this is that if you're applying online and it says no more than 500 characters to describe your need statement, you don't go over the 500 characters. Don't think you're going to get extra brownie points by adding extra things. All right, so stay within the limitations. Number 17, don't use ambiguous language like lack of, few, not enough. Those types of things. I don't know what few lack of, not enough is, right? I want to have numbers that there are none. There are only three. There's two. There's 20%, etc. Use specific language. Number 18, 
Realize that you might not get the grant awarded, but you are developing a business plan. And this business plan can be used for other things like website copy, you can submit to other funding sources, you can turn it into a two-page solicitation letter and ask corporations for funding, and so, so much more. You can even pull stats out and put in your social media posts. So don't get so discouraged if your grant doesn't get awarded because you can repurpose this grant application, and it is a business plan. It'll make you much smarter in how you're going to move forward in that program you really want to develop. Number 19, reach out to other nonprofits who have been awarded that same grant that you're going after and ask them, hey, what is your experience with this funder? Is it a good experience? You know, that's actually good information to have. Number 20, find out if there's other partners in your area or in your sector that you actually could go in on the grant with. That could be an opportunity. 21, make sure you think about if the program can continue after the grant award has been expended. Grants are usually only for a certain duration of time, right? So make sure you can continue the program even when that grant has ended. Which leads me to number 22. Would you wanna tap your other streams of funding to pay for this grant after the funds have been expended, right? Is that even something? This can kind of get you to say, do we even want to apply for this grant when you start thinking long-term, long game, right? So would we want to tap our current funding source streams and funding sources to pay for this program after the grant has ended? 23, this is a great one. This is a budget one again, okay? So do you have enough money in that budget that you're creating to actually run the program? Or are you already cutting huge things out when you get to your budget? So you wrote up this whole grant application and that's why your tip earlier was to actually work on your budget first and simultaneously with your objectives and goals because you need to make sure you have enough money to successfully run the program. If you find yourself cutting out uh, lots of personnel, lots of things, just so you can fit this program into this little budget, then it might not be the best grant to apply for, or you just might apply for a certain section of the grant by utilizing this budget. Number 24, do you have enough manpower to write the grant? Do you actually have a committee put together? Do you have a grant writer? Do you have someone that you can hire to write the grant? Do you actually have people that have grant writing skills? That's totally something that you need to consider. And if not, are you willing to invest and learn how to write grants? Number 25, do you have enough time to write grants? Now you may have, be an experienced grant writer, but if you have other things that on your plate and the grant is due in two weeks, do you actually have time to do it? And if not, will you be able to get overtime to write the grant if you are an internal grant writer or if you're a grant writing consultant and you get a grant thrown on your plate at the last minute that you need to rush, are you charging emergency fees? Number 26, have you considered being a federal grant reviewer or a foundation grant reviewer? This is a great way to increase your grant writing skills when you're reviewing grants and on the other side. Number 27, do you have sources for your statistics. So you're gonna put statistics in your grant, right? And especially in the needs section. Do you actually have a basis for those statistics? Make sure you include that. Sometimes you can include a big bibliography and sometimes you can, but you can always at least include in parentheses where that source is coming from, a last name and a date, right? Number 28, can you explain your program in one page? All right, now, I know a lot of you will have 50 pages to be able to explain the whole program, but I still want you to be able to explain it in one page because a lot of grants ask for an abstract and 
you can, you should be able to do this. If you have a succinct enough and concise enough program, you should be able to explain it all in one page. And for a lot of foundations, when you apply for grants online, they actually give you like 500 character limitations and things like that. So it is so important to be able to explain your program in one page or less. Number 29. Now, we talked about budgets and are you cutting too much out? Now we're going to look at are you inflating prices? All right. So you could be going, we'll just add on another thousand to that. But you may have to submit quotations, especially with prices that are $5,000 and above for one unit, right? Like if you're ordering a car or something like that for a grant, they're not just going to let you kind of throw out, oh, 50,000 estimate. Like you're going to have to actually give quotations. So do make sure that you're giving realistic prices. Don't undercut it, but also don't super inflate it so much where it's not realistic. Which leads me to number 30. Do you have quotations for higher priced items? And I'm meaning like at least $5,000 and above. You should have at least three quotes that you submit with your grant. 31, let's make this one. Do you have potato chips? You're gonna need them when you write grants. Number 32, do you have a grant writing team? All right, definitely the executive director should be involved, whoever the program manager may be, if you already have that person identified, the accountant or the bookkeeper should definitely be in that meeting. And anyone who's gonna help you with letters of support and those types of things should also be in that meeting. You wanna have the brains on board that are actually the, the decision makers, and you wanna make sure that everyone is there. So make sure you have a grant team. Number 32, to follow up with 31, are, is that grant team actually meeting every week? You wanna be having weekly meetings, even if they're not that long, just to go over where you're at in the grant writing process. Number 34, do you have access to a copy of the IRS tax exemption letter? All right, you wanna make sure you have that because every single grant will ask you for it. Number 35, do you have access to a list of any other grants or fundraising the nonprofit has received? You're also gonna wanna have that. That helps with credibility. Number 36, do you have copies of grants that weren't awarded and maybe also any feedback you may have gotten from the funding source, especially if you're applying to the same grant that you did not get awarded before? See if you can get feedback and make sure you read that feedback so you can make a better proposal. Number 37, can you actually find grants that were awarded for the program you're writing for? Now for federal grants, you're gonna be able to find these a lot of times. They're gonna show you previously awarded grantees. And a lot of times they actually have their abstracts on there. Sometimes they even have the proposals that they submitted that were actually awarded. So that is amazing to look that over and see what other nonprofits have gotten money, how much have they gotten, and for what programs, how many people have they served, what have they done, etc. That is super, super awesome. Number 38, have you read all of the formatting mandates? Is it Times New Roman font? Is it one inch margins? What are the sizes of the charts? All of that stuff you wanna make sure. How many pages? Are there attachments that have to be in there? All of that, make sure you read it. Number 39, have you considered less laborious ways of getting funding for that program? <laughs> Okay, I know we're talking about writing grants here, but maybe you go through this and you think, hmm, there could be a grant that could pay for this part of it, but for this other stuff, we could actually get volunteers, we could get donations, we could get corporate sponsors. There might be less laborious ways of actually getting funding. Number 40, 
Have you thought of ways to repurpose your grant application, whether it's awarded or not? Now, we kind of talked about a few of these earlier today, but what I'm saying is you can use a lot of that because you're developing a program to actually submit for other grants. You can also pull some of that copy for your website, for your social media, and for other things. You can actually do a lot with a grant application if it's awarded or even if it's not because you're developing a business plan. Number 41. Have you considered hiring a freelance grant writer? All right, so even if you have an internal grant writer, you may not have, remember we're going back to another tip, the manpower, the time for to, to write this grant. So it can be good to outsource somebody if you really wanna have that layer of expertise and you wanna have them just working on that grant exclusively. Number 42, have you looked at your calendar to make sure there's not other things happening when this grant is due? And I'm talking about fundraiser events, maybe some things that your nonprofit does every single year. Maybe someone's going to be taking holiday leave, right? There's so many things that could be going on that you just don't have on your radar, but when it comes down to it, you're like, oh my gosh, right? So you make sure you look at your calendar and see what other things are happening for the nonprofit or for the employees of the nonprofit, et cetera. Number 43, are you all registered where you need to submit the grant? Now, I mean, if you're submitting for a federal grant, are you registered on grants.gov? Do you have your workspace out? Do you have your SAM done, right? All of that stuff. And if you're submitting online to a foundation, have you created an account? A lot of times you need to create an account before you can submit the grant. So make sure that you are registered. Number 44, a nice segue into this, who will submit the grant? Don't just think somebody will do it. You have to designate somebody to submit the grant. And that usually is the executive director. Even if you hire a freelance grant writer, you don't want them submitting the grant. They can help you with it, but you wanna have the actual person, the shot stop with them, you wanna make sure that they submit the grant. Number 45, have you selected the deadline for when you want to submit the grant? And this is not the deadline when it's due. No, 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 no. Never wait till the last minute because the internet will go out, things will happen. It's, it, that's what's going on, right? <laughs> so submit a deadline before the actual deadline and make sure you schedule that in the, into the calendar. And number 46, do you have all of the attachments? All right, you wanna make sure that you have all of the attachments for the grant ready. And this is way before the due date, all right? So you wanna make sure that you have any letters of support, letters of commitment, resumes, job descriptions, all of those things. You wanna have those nice and done, really as early as possible, but way before your, your deadline. Make sure you have that all, and you can even start uploading in some places so you don't have to worry about it then. It will really reduce a lot of stress for you. So those are my 46 tips for you. That's my birthday present for you. I wish you all the success in your grant writing, and let me know how this helps you and what other tips you guys have to write. I'm sure I'll add one more on next year. <laughs> so, But you can definitely start adding them on. To learn more about my 46th birthday sale, do jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 228. And we also have a ton of information about other things that you can get involved with, with grant writing, freelance grant writing, and so much more. I will see you next week as we return with Mandy Pierce from Funding for Good and Mazarine Trays from Wild Women Fundraising to discuss more about our nonprofit consulting series. And if you love this podcast, please do subscribe and do me a favor, a birthday present, if you will. Please leave a review on iTunes or your podcast player as it does help other people find the podcast. All right, guys, I'll see you next week.